One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I'm joined by Sullivan Bo Brown. Hello, how are you? I'm well, mate. How are you? Very well, very well. Back in the room together again. Yes, yes. This last week was Trainageddon. It really was. <laughs> so we had to do it remotely like the old days. Yeah, it was like, it was like being in the pandemic era. It was a little bit, yeah. yeah. Me and Ollie always refer to it as the Thunderdome era. Like, <laughs> Maybe it's a way to deflect of the pandemic, and you know, yeah. be like, let's let's not put any focus on that. We can just say we could call it the Thunderdome era. Yeah, and, and much more exciting time if it's the Thunderdome. Well, exactly. Era. Yeah, and because we're on screens as well, we just always look like we are part of that Thunderdome wall of yes. you know wall of people going like, yay, <laughs> boom. <laughs> I always wondered what those people, what it must have been like for those people to watch. Um, yeah, like well, that. what they're watching essentially is just the same thing we're watching. They yeah. just watch like the TV broadcasts, yeah. but they're given directions as well. So like the producer would come on and be like, and now everyone do thumbs up or like, and now everyone do thumbs down That's... while they sort of pipe in cheers and stuff. Because the cheers weren't coming from anyone that was on the calls or no. on the Zooms. It was just, you know, as actually sound effects from 2K20, I think it was like from the video game. <laughs> brilliant brilliant yeah. i mean it sounded like that to be fair yeah and they still use them now actually those like piped in cheers and stuff you could tell yeah it's really odd it's really disconcerting when it happens and suddenly you just hear <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite is when like a music dips down and you can hear just a fraction of silence and then <laughs> while I press the fader up on the crowd noise <laughs> no really the crowd are into this honest <laughs> Uh, oh, Sullivan, how was your weekend? It was very good. I went out. Uh, I went, went to two parties on Saturday. You did. I heard you because you did the show yeah. with Pete, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And one of the parties you didn't know where it was. Hadn't a clue. Did you find out? It, in the end, I did. Excellent. It, luckily, it wasn't too far from where the first party was. So it wasn't in Cancun. No. Good to know. Thankfully not. No. And, I, <laughs> and me and Rosie both attended two parties. You are such little socialites. We didn't even mean to. Is this what a successful Kickstarter does to someone? The- <laughs> It just means that you now have to just go to parties all the time. It's exhausting, actually. It's a nightmare. It's not worth it. Not worth it. It's not worth it. You know what? Cancel it. Cancel Edinburgh. Refund all the money. Refund all the money. Two parties in one day. It's just it's exhausting. I'm just take. I'd rather take the loss. I'd rather take the loss of the money. 
<laughs> How were the parties? It was very good, very good, very nice. Uh, saw some old friends I haven't seen in ages. Mm. Um, uh, in a very dimly lit outdoor area uh, in the second party, which is not ideal. but Because yeah. it was late at night? Not even when it was late at night. Even when it was like bright, sunny day, <laughs> it was some reason really dimly lit and I couldn't really see anyone. Oh, are you, are you, in, are you saying you're outdoors? I know. How is it so dim? They, they had an enclosed area. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Sullivan, it sounds like you were indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. Sorry. I was in my own home at night. I get those two confused sometimes. <laughs> in, out, you know. <laughs> they essentially had made an indoors, outdoors. Huh. It didn't make any sense. I guess, like, were they trying to protect from the, the heat of the sun? Although it wasn't a particularly hot day on Saturday. I mean, actually, no. I don't know. I'm not in London anymore. And I feel like every day is a hot day in London <laughs> because it's just so condensed. Yes, yes. So all tall buildings and whatnot. Oh, yeah. We get the urban heat effect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas I'm out in fields now. Oh, yeah. Now, you're never going to enjoy that patio, are you? <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, Sullivan. I'm not. Because I, since building it, have I used it? Have a ball. <laughs> Absolutely not. How was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was lovely. Uh, took the kids swimming on Saturday. Mm. Uh, she now does not cry when we change her before and after swimming. So that's, fantastic. that's a result. That's great. Only took six uh, weeks, but she now doesn't cry. So that's good. Brilliant. Also, there's a kid there. I feel really bad for, for the, the parents of this yeah. kid because they've also been t- they've been going around the same sort of time that we have, so like mm. six weeks or so. And their kid hates it. <laughs> Absolutely hates it oh no oh, and no. she just spends the whole time just clinging on to the parents because she doesn't want to be let go and like moved into the water and stuff and so oh. it's just like and all the other kids are just sort of like splashing about and stuff and yeah. like i mean my kid doesn't really swim <laughs> well no she's eight months old <laughs> she's a baby like, yeah she's nine months old now but she's like she they teach her to like you know oh she'll just instinctively start kicking her legs yeah she doesn't. Um, <laughs> they do this game where it's not a game. It's like it's actually quite. In, I was. It's more instructional than I was expecting it to be. Like I thought, taking a kid swimming is just going to be. It's called little splashes. Mm. I thought it was literally going to be just splashing about in a pool, getting yeah. used to water. Now they actually are like learning how to swim. Mm. Sort of. I'm teaching her like the safe way to get into a pool and stuff. Oh wow! Which is I think is, is quite cool. But one of the things you do is like you hold them kind of under your arms and they're like resting on your forearm, mm. and then you have a little like plastic ball and you throw the ball in front. And then you kind of guide the kid towards it. Mm. The idea being is they then learn to put their hands out. Mm. And that should instinctively then start to, like, I do this to swim. Yeah. Um, my kid just has her arms down <laughs> until she gets close to the ball, then picks up the ball. <laughs> <laughs> She's efficient with her movement. She is. She's like, I mean, yeah. you're moving me, so why have I got my arms out? Why would I possibly put my arms out? So you're there, go, and you've got to go, reach, reach, reach. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Why would you? Why, why are you doing this? Yeah, she's also gone from a very fun time of like previously, she needed things. Mm. You know, I need to be fed. Mm. I will cry because I need to be fed. Yeah, I am hungry. If you don't, I might die. So yeah. I, I literally need to do this. Yeah, I need sleep. Mm. Uh, she has now learned want. <laughs> oh, oh no! So now <laughs> she wants food. <laughs> Now she wants sleep. The first one I don't mind so much, but food. Like, if you sit her into a high chair, she's like, of course, the food. Why isn't the food here? What is taking so long? Why is there no food in front of me? Why are you not putting things in my mouth now? And she conveys this by going, Ugh. very similar to you in the office. <laughs> 
Anyone would like a cup of tea? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Go make you a cup of tea, Lucas, okay? She's put, and so she just looks at you being like, you're thick. Why are you taking so long to do this? <laughs> and she doesn't know when we're swimming. So like, you get the ball. Go reach, reach, reach. She just goes, as you're guiding us towards. She goes like, I want the ball. Just give me the ball. <laughs> you have long arms. I have tiny arms. I'm a baby. Why are you making Stop me Stop saying this? reach, reach, reach. Just give me the ball. <laughs> this, makes, this makes no sense that you're asking me, a baby, to do anything. We, you haven't thought about this at all. <laughs> You really did not think this through, did you? <laughs> so, oh. I like taking the quid swimming. Um, anyway, we're getting into the main show now. Um, but before we get into the outro portion of this podcast, mm. uh, talking about a um, bit of a fun title today. Mm. AEW stars appear on WWE TV. Very fun. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door 2.0. LOL. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Expect more high quality content like that. <laughs> Here's the show. John Cena. Mm. I don't know if you know this, Simon yeah. Brown. Oh yeah. John Cena was on the show last night. What? I barely even noticed him. I know. It, why didn't they advertise it more that he was there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For for the Money in the Bank Go Home show, this was really like it was the John Cena show. Right? <laughs> they were really, really thrilled that John Cena was back for the week. So thrilled. Yeah. I've never seen. <laughs> I've never seen it. That even the opening bit where he's coming through all the all of the main roster and they're all celebrating, and like he is, uh, like he's a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. They treated him like he was Logan Paul coming into WrestleMania <laughs> to be like, oh my god, can you believe John Cena's here? Apparently, actually, like WrestleVotes put out a tweet yesterday, a report saying that like backstage atmosphere yesterday was like massive. Really? It was really, really huge in the locker room because. They all love Cena. And like mm. they see Cena as this like massive and this all-time locker room leader. Mm. So him coming back was just like, oh my God, Cena's going to be here. It's going to be a really nice atmosphere backstage. Mm. So like, you know, what happened kind of when Cena made his entrance, it was earlier in the day, like yeah. they showed him walking backstage and they had all of the wrestlers lined up mm. to kind of greet him and stuff. It was quite a nice visual. I have like one minor pet peeve mm -hmm. about it it's kind of a major pet peeve about the company as a whole but mm. sort of like targeted to this one segment um wwe have this amazing way of making things not cool yes and they keep trying to be like this is so cool this is amazing you we you love this and kind of like the whole thing of cena coming back for a week is cool mm. and it feels like it should be a big deal mm. but because they are just like this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. I'm like, after all, I'm like, ah, I don't think this is cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. And this whole like walking through and like the Miz was shaking hands with him and happy to see him and Dolph Ziggler was doing it. I'm like, yeah. you two of all people should be really hating this. <laughs> yeah. man. Like you've been feuding with this guy for like years and years and years. Like, I don't know why you could do it. Baby faces. Sure. Yeah. But I think the heels should also be like, oh, that John Cena. Yeah. I, 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 it kind of irks me a bit. Yeah, absolutely. It, they shouldn't be uh shaking his hand they should at the very least not be there for that bit that's yeah, fine just do the baby faces yeah that's absolutely fine because you know he's always been a baby face very famously <laughs> annoyingly <laughs> always been a baby face yeah yeah it's just it yeah it was a little bit odd. and and i think that they you're absolutely right they definitely made they they hammered this home so much that it became less and less exciting as the night went on yeah 
And like initially it was like, oh yeah, this is this is fun. Oh, it's nice seeing John Cena back. He's great. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a lot of jo- you put a lot. Okay, now we don't have to talk about. Okay, you were just doing just talking about John Cena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sean, uh, Sean Ross said this on the, the Fightful podcast, um, and it's it's so true, by the way. If WWE put a fraction of this effort into any of their stars they currently have, they wouldn't need to rely on John Cena coming back to bumper rating. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, it's such a good point. Like, they spend, they do no effort to make anyone else feel like a star. No. So, like, anyone who returns, who they did make feel like a star yep. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. now, like, it's just like, well, the only way we can bumper rating is to bring back Brock Lesnar, it's yeah. to bring back Goldberg, it's to mm-hmm. bring back John Cena. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, just take all the effort that you've got being like, oh, my God, look how great this is. And do that to Finn Balor. Yeah. Do that to AJ Styles. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you've got loads of stars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They've got so many options of talented wrestlers who are really, really good, yeah. who could easily fill those boots. And it, 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 it's 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 very interesting because I, I wouldn't be surprised if in, you know, however many years we'd see the same thing happening with Roman coming back. Oh, yeah. They'll do like 20 years of Roman yeah. Reigns and things like that. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It'll be him back from Hollywood and it's, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. They'll probably do it with like, you know, Seth and, and people like that. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll, they'll make anyone... They'll do it with The Miz. Because <laughs> The Miz is nearing 20 years on the main roster. Yeah. Like, I think it's like maybe in a couple of years' time. Yeah. I feel like he was on the main roster in 2005. I was at university when he was. Yes. Because I remember like JBL ragging on him uh, yeah. on commentary stuff because he hated him so much. <laughs> like everyone did, really. Oh, yeah. But like JBL had this one line about The Miz. I'll never forget this. When it was JBL's birthday mm. and he was on commentary and stuff. Miz is having this match and Michael Cole says hey maybe the Miz will get you something nice for your birthday and JBL says there's a direct quote he could just get some of my birthday he could die (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he could die we all didn't like the Miz at that point (laughs) but it's a certain, a certain it's point. Big, it, was a, it was a big claim. <laughs> it's a big, yeah, he's, a, he's but, quite annoying. But but in a couple of years' time, when they do the twenty years of Miz, JBL yeah. will be in that little cameo yeah. being like, "One of the greatest of all time to ever do it, Michael. I love the Miz. I always thought he was great." <laughs> That's a very good JBL. Thank you. I used to do a JBL bumper for. Uh, Back in the day when we used to do this podcast, Ollie and I would review Raw and SmackDown in the same episode because mm. I was only ever in on Wednesdays because I was still part time mm. and. Uh, so War was on a Monday, SmackDown was on Tuesday, we'd record the podcast on a Wednesday. And to do the bumpers, we, I would just do impressions. So mm. I had my bumper was, it's SmackDown, Maggle. Mm. Yeah. Look, as a flying Uso. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Oh, yeah, it's SmackDown, Maggle, oh, my God, we got a flying Uso. I think I'm just sounding like that. I used to do Booker T as well, which I think is aged more poorly. <laughs> I can imagine. Anyway, this whole John Cena bit when he's walked down, it's going to be my yeah. last night I've got here, so this goes on for a while. It's like that Key and Peele sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's a barber shaking hands of people. And yeah. it just keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> um, we had some more Cena stuff, though, because um, kind of let's like, go into the title of this video. Mm. They had like video cameos from people mm. talking about how great they all are. So it was uh, in the first batch, it was uh, Shawn Michaels, Booker T, Trish Stratus, Triple H. The big show. Mm. Paul White of, of All Elite Wrestling and Brian Danielson yeah. of All Elite Wrestling. And then the second batch, they had Chris Jericho yeah. of All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. They didn't credit them as AEW wrestler or AEW star or anything no. like that. And even with Danielson, they called him Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, yeah. It's the WWE name, right? But um, apparently, according to Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful Select, 
This all came about because WWE just reached out to Tony Khan mm. and said, hey, we're doing this thing for John Cena. Would you mind mm. uh, if any of them would be interested in it? They'd like to record a video message mm. for people that, you know, have been either instrumental or Cena was instrumental to their careers. Mm. Someone like, you know, The Big Show. I think Cena's first big WrestleMania match was against The Big Show for the yeah. US title. Jericho was like his first real championship feud after he won the belt. Mm. Brian was the guy that he kind of, he handpicked to give mm. the rub to because he's like, I, I want to hand the title off to someone. I want it to be Danielson. Yeah. And then WWE were like, yeah, let's bury him. Then, <laughs> until WrestleMania 30 when the crowd gave us no other option to put the belt on. Um, and Tony Khan was like, yeah, that sounds like a really cool thing to do. Yeah. That's how wrestling should be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why can't it like <laughs> that should be perfectly normal. Should be an absolutely normal thing to happen. But yeah. it's just like, you know, AEW guys appearing on TV like, oh my god, did you did you see this? I wonder what political movements had to go. <laughs> no. Someone asked politely and someone politely answered back, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> of course, that's fine. That would be mad for me to say <laughs> anything other than yes, because that's obviously fine. Of course, it's fine, because it's Brian Danielson appearing. Yeah. And WWE know what they've done with this as well, because yes. I don't know if you've seen this. Mm. On the YouTube clips that they've got of this, yeah. Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho with the thumbnails <laughs> for the Terrace Federal. Oh, you know what you're doing, yeah. WWE. You know what you're doing. Yeah. You didn't put Triple H on the thumbnail. No. Nope. You put Steve Austin on the thumbnail. Yep. Stephanie McMahon, current CEO of the company. Yeah. No, you know what you're doing. Yeah. Put Brian Michael. Danielson on the thumbnail. <laughs> and it is like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Might will say, you won't believe who shouted out. <laughs> it's very, it's, it, like, I hope it does sort of. I mean, it, it might it might just be this and then nothing more. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But it would be so cool if they had actually had a working relationship, AEW and WWE. Yeah. Tempest made this point in the office. Mm. Uh, you know, because we were talking about, like, how this all came together. Because Ollie hadn't seen the show. And I was like, oh, my God, did you see? Like, uh, mm. Brian Daniels was on the show. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it was just this video message thing. But it was really nice. Mm. And, like, you know, they all just said really nice things about Cena. Yeah. And Tempest piped up and said, you know, if WWE just called up Tony Khan and said, can we do Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? Tony Khan would probably say yes. Yes, <laughs> he probably would. Probably would just say yes. And yeah. they'd be like, it's like... Because Tony Khan's a big wrestling fan. Yeah. So we were like, can you imagine how amazing that would be? It'd be so cool. It'd be so cool. I mean, I'd like something in return. Yes. You know, we'll do like a return match at mm -hmm. All Out or something. Yeah. But like, it's very, I think you'd quite happily be like, let's go ahead with that. Yeah, 100%. Even if, even if, um, even if Omega was to lose both matches, even if like, yeah, at WrestleMania and All Out, if they did that program where they did, they did both of them, that, I think it, even if he lost both, that would still be very, very cool and be a massive boon to AEW. Massive. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Khan would be sitting there and he'd probably hug both of them. And, yeah. they, and then people make fun of him on Twitter for it because I think Vince Russo thinks hugging's weird. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> what I a, saw that. What a weird man. I saw um, uh, somebody, it was uh, uh, Maggie, I think, tweeted just saying, because he said, I would never even hug my wife like this. And he was, she was like, please go and hug your wife. <laughs> Your unloved wife. Just go and, like, sh go and hug her, you weirdo. <laughs> Such a weird thing to be like, I wouldn't even hug my wife like weird this. Weird thing to brag about. <laughs> I would never hug my wife like that. <laughs> Ugh, what is he, gay? <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't imagine hugging my wife. Like, that's disgusting. I bet you his wife's made him laugh. Ugh. <laughs> I bet he asked her about her feelings. Ah, oh, disgusting. 
What a weirdo. What a weird man. What a weird, weird man. It's just a nice, it was a lovely hug. It's a very nice thing. It was yeah. a very nice photo. He was really happy. He's a he's a passionate guy. He's a yeah. wrestling fan. <laughs> we're all fans. We're all fans. Yeah, exactly. And like he was just really happy that this guy had joined the company. So I've got Claudio Castagnoli. He's a he's a proper mid two thousands wrestling marks. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, have yeah. you seen it, guys? I've got Claudio on my roster. Yeah. I've got the new Claudio action figure. Yeah, absolutely. That's essentially what Tony Khan views AEW as just smashing together Ash the action figures in a fantastic way. If he had his way, there'd be Power Rangers in it as well. Yeah. <laughs> like other things he loved from his childhood. <laughs> I mean, if we all had our way, there'd be Power Rangers in it. Exactly, yeah. Can I get Alan Grant from Jurassic Park? And... <laughs> He's one of my wrestlers now. I do love in But anyway, the, other, the main thing for this, we'll, we'll kind of talk about all the John Cena stuff here because there were some like backstage segments which were covering the, the main portion of the show. Yeah. Um, one of which was Cena chatting with Ezekiel, mm. which was quite funny because he was playing up that Ezekiel is not Elias. And yeah. I mean, actually, as we know from last week, yeah. They are different people. Yeah. And he mentioned Elrod as well. I love that Elrod is definitely real. That's fantastic. Elrod is now canon. Yep. <laughs> love that. Because it makes me think that Kevin Owens just said that off the cuff. Yep. And now they're like, oh, let's run with that. <laughs> let's do loads of them. <laughs> like the nutty professor. <laughs> it's so brilliant. I can't wait to see what Elrod looks like. I hope <laughs> they have something in plan for that. Well, when you say that name, the first thing I think of is Elroy Jetson. Mm. I want him to be like a proper little mini. That'd be great. I got like a smaller version of him. That'd be So fantastic. they film it in that like Lord of the Rings perspective yeah. style. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> a little oh, Hobbit version of him. I would love to watch that. Yeah. Uh, but Cena came out for a big promo. Yep. Introduced by Vince. Honestly, I <laughs> one of my notes was I am shocked that John Cena's PR people allowed... Vince to introduce John Cena. 100%. That was the thing I was the most surprised about with all this. Vince coming out on TV, Yeah, he's going to do it fine. I've said my piece about it. I think it's weird. If you're going to have him on TV, put him in a storyline, if that's that's your attitude. Yes. Um, But yeah, like, Cena won't do the Saudi shows. Yeah. Like, he did that first Saudi show, and when he realized, oh no, this is just propaganda, Mm. and he looked so uncomfortable on that first show being like, the hotels here are first rate, and I've been treated very well since I've arrived. But like, oh my, you could feel that bit in The Simpsons with Tom Jones, where he's like, Hanson, keep smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's what John Cena's promo was like. I just remembered that. That is one of the funniest bits. Hanson, keep smiling. (laughs) And um, yeah, and it's. So he won't do the Saudi shows now because mm. it was like, well, that might damage my reputation within Hollywood and things like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm amazed that his PR team signed off on this. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, I initially thought they were going to share a ring together and maybe even have a chat together. Vince obviously cleared the ring before John Cena got in there. But I'm, it's, it is really genuinely shocking. And also, like, Vince... Get stop appearing on television, please. Yeah, I know it's it's weird. And actually, like just the visual optics of the way they structure these segments is really weird because yeah. Vince made his entrance. Yeah, and there's no wrestlers there. Yes. So Vince then goes down to the ring and he's like, "Grace of all time, Cena," <laughs> and he points up the ramps. And all of a sudden, there's loads of wrestlers like lining. So the, many. Like all the roster just sort of lining the crowd to be like, "Woohoo, John Cena!" And yeah. then John Cena comes out and he gets to the ring, and Vince is no longer there. And then it cuts to a wide shot and all the wrestlers have gone as well. So in the, 
Well, if you're there in the arena, did you just see Vince go like, oh, I'm Cena. Well, I'm, not, I'm not sticking around to hear what he's got to say. Like, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And then the rest has been like, Woo, well, I've seen the entrance. So I'm going to head back now. <laughs> Don't need to hear this. I need to be first in line for catering. Like, <laughs> Daddy's hungry. Like, I need to go feed myself. Oh, don't care what he's got to say. <laughs> boring. Boring. Oh, chat, chat, chat. You people. La, da, 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 da. <laughs> this is really weird. Like, why didn't they stick around to watch him say stuff? Very odd. Very <laughs> odd. Because then you could have had the end of the promo where he's going up the ramp again. The, like, Everyone you know, applauding like, him and whatnot. Applauding him and, oh. yeah, going like, you're great. Very bizarre. But he cut this very passionate and heartfelt promo. Mm. It was a you people promo. Yes. But, a, you know, but a, a hey, you people. Yes. Like, I, I'm only here because you allowed me to be here because yep. you kept keeping me relevant. Mm -hmm. you, you would tell me I was great. You would tell me that I was suck, which is kind of, I, I went over this in my editor review. I was one of those guys. Mm. I was I was in my 20s when mm. John Cena was a top guy. Mm. So, like, I, I, I couldn't bear to watch John Cena matches. Yeah. A, not very good. But B, it was just like, oh, no. You should be pushing this guy, pushing this guy on smartmarks.com for as being yeah. like, oh, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. And that angry lad on Twitter mm. or, you know, the primordial Twitter that was forums. <laughs> uh, but now, like, you know, I'm a bit older now and a bit wiser. I realized that I was, my misguided anger wasn't towards him. It was more towards the company and things yes. like that. And actually, I was like, yeah, oh, he's fine. Like, yeah. He's all right, really. He's totally fine. He seems like a nice enough chap. Yeah. I've interviewed him once now. He's a very, very nice man. Very mm. well dressed. Oh, great. Um, I was just in a T-shirt because, mm -hmm. of course, I was. Look at and me. nothing else. <laughs> and, he did, and he didn't pass comment because he's that professional. He's such a professional. I mean, he works in wrestling. Like, if I walked in and just my pants, he'd be like, oh, of course, like Randy Orton. Here we go again. Here we go again. Just, I guess they're doing the film circle as well. <laughs> but, uh, so you were just in a t shirt. I was, in a, I was just in a t shirt, and he was wearing this, like, tailored suit mm. immaculate amazing mm. oh so many comments in the video were just like you look such a scruffy bug <laughs> in a t-shirt and a cap it's john cena in his three-piece suit incredible i did look like an absolute mess in that video in all fairness <laughs> but to be fair he spent the last however many years as as was pointed out by the signs and also i think theory as well in jorts so mm -hmm. you know Ultimately, you win. <laughs> um, anyway, actually, we did finish the thing about the backstage segment because I was oh, going to yes. bring that yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah. So you did the thing with Ezekiel. Yes. And then Austin Theory walked in. Mm. And Theory was just like, hey, I'm the future of this company. Yep. Look at my arms. Youngest US champion and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And in Cena's promo, I thought they might set something up. Because mm. they'd set up earlier in the night, Miz is going to be tagging with Logan Paul. Yeah. Tagging with Logan Paul yes. at SummerSlam. Um and I thought that maybe they'll have a big angle here. Well, mm. Not even a big angle, just like Austin Theory comes out and they do something and then they'll set up a match for SummerSlam. Yeah. Because um, I think that's the direction we're heading. There's sort mm. of like rumors that they're going to do Theory, Cena at SummerSlam. Mm. Um, and Cena in this promo said like, I don't know when my next match will be, mm. but I think there will be one. I yes. want there to be one. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, I guess it's because Theory was in the next segment, but it didn't really need to be in that next segment. We'll get to that a bit. Um, so yeah, I... I I was surprised they didn't do anything yeah. with this. It makes me think that maybe it isn't going to happen at SummerSlam. That mm. maybe it's going to be built up for later. That this is just sowing the seeds of longer term stuff. But I don't see it going all the way to next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, so... like save it till Mania. It depends on what Cena's filming schedule is like, I guess. Well, that's the thing, yeah. It's, it, it's actually kind of probably out of WWE's hands. Um, and I, f it, I feel like if they were going to build a SummerSlam, they would have said something more explicit here yeah that like 
or Theory would have potentially like come out after he had done the promo and then like done his own promo or maybe attacked that, yeah. or something. And I, and I guess you could make the argument like, well, Theory's facing Lashley at Money in the Bank. You mm. want to put the focus on that. But like, I mean, this is WWE. They would well look past that because well, it's yeah. a John Cena match. They'd yeah. be like, yeah, well, bollocks to that. Like, I'm <laughs> done promoting that one. John Cena's here. Like, yeah. that's a much bigger match to promote. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they're not going to do a match at SummerSlam. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, I, I, th- I don't know. I thought this was a very nice promo. Yes. It was very- and actually, the fact that it wasn't an angle kind of made it all the nicer yes because it was just a, a heartfelt thank you yeah a real just like hey thanks for letting me do this um I'll see you again in 20 years you know yeah. like i can't wait to see what the next 20 years brings mm. i'm 45 now like he was very nice he was yeah very humble yeah. he's just very john cena yeah and he seemed very genuine in it as well like it was i i love this promo I was, mm. I was like oh this is i can i can just sit back and and watch you talk for as long as you want, because he's just he's just so charismatic, and he's got yeah, it's really lovely. It was yeah, really and actually it. it kind of made me a bit nostalgic as well for yeah. like those the mid two thousands and like because <laughs> they kept showing these video packages like his rise and stuff, and I yeah. really did have these flashbacks of just like man, I was so angry at that line when I was in my 20s. Really hated John Cena in my 20s. I was that like I was like no CM Punk's the guy like we push CM Punk. <laughs> See, I probably, like, my first time that <coughs> I sort of fell off watching wrestling was just at the point where Cena was just coming up, just coming up, and it was just before Cena became uh, irritating. <laughs> 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 so when I came back to wrestling, mm. you know, quite a long time later, I was, like, I was chatting to uh, my you know, my friend uh Peter, who'd got me into wrestling, and he, and you know, we, I was like, oh yeah, I remember John Cena being a big, big, big deal, and and he looked at me with vacant, <laughs> vacant, dead, sad eyes. <laughs> you weren't there for the dark times. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know what every pay per view was him versus Edge or Randy Orton. <laughs> and he always went. And he always won. He buried the Nexus. <laughs> you don't even know of the Nexus, do you? The Nexus are gone now. So, <laughs> Briefly, they were the core, and now, <laughs> and now there's no one. Now there's no one. They're diagonal letters on the t-shirt. <laughs> I attempted that video recently of just like people who had like bad first matches and stuff, yeah. and just like, oh man, Cena's the one that wins all of these matches. <laughs> like the second half of the video is like Cena beat them, and then that really derailed them. And Cena won that match, and it really derailed people. <laughs> That's why people like really didn't like Cena much in the way, but like they, yeah. they, some of these video packages made me feel a bit nostalgic for those times. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, but oof, rough times they were. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's get into your ultra chats about this. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your voice heard in the conversation. We're kicking things off with Atten, who said, hey, it was better than the Rocks thing where he didn't even show up. <laughs> yes, that is very true. <laughs> so true. Yeah, that was quite sad. That was ridiculous. The, the Survivor Series last year, which was built around the Rock, being like, oh my God, it's 25 years of the Rock. The Rock's yeah. the great one, this and the other. Yeah. And actually, the only thing Rock related was that bloody golden egg from Rock's movie. <laughs> and he didn't even... That was a pay-per-view. It was a pay-per-view. It was a whole pay-per-view. Like, the, there was a match dedicated to the Rock. <laughs> And Pizza Hut. And The <laughs> Rock did not show up because he was at Domino's. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Like it's it. It was one of the big four pay per views. Yes, probably the smallest of the big four, but mm. still, like they get dedicated a whole pay per view just to one man, and he didn't even did, did he even do a video message. Nope. Nope. No. No appearance of The Rock whatsoever. <laughs> he couldn't he even. They could have booked him on cameo, and he just and he yeah. didn't do it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but there you're right. You're right, Atten. At least John Cena was here for this one. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, Nathan Vella said, I was at the show. I was able uh, I was able to be right up at the barricade to Cena's left. It's probably one of the greatest moments in my life, especially because I'm going through a tough time right now. It was an honor to be in that position. I was in for this goat. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Like, you know, when Cena was going around, he was handing out his little sweatband things. He took out a t-shirt and gave it to a kid. Now, yeah. the thing as well, like, it's like eight-year-olds mm. in this crowd going bananas for John Cena. Yeah. And I'm like, he's not been around. He's not been a top guy in this company for quite some time now, yeah. a number of years. And yet people still like revere him as this. Like, you know, if they're in their 20s, I get it because, well, you were kids. You know, it's the same sort of kids now that will tell you that the prequels are good, yeah. which they aren't. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> makes me really angry when people say that the prequels are actually good when you really watch them. No, they're not. No, nope. you just watch them when you were a child. <laughs> Nostalgia's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Believe me, some of the crap that I've said all day, like, oh, no, that is a good film from my childhood. No, they're not good no, films. No. The prequels are actively bad movies. Yes, yes. Um, so, I, you know, I expect those people who are now in their 20s to be like, yeah, John Cena, I liked him when I was a child. Mm. Uh, but no, there are still kids there to be like, yeah, Cena's the best, mm. which I think is amazing. And I think that's actually a testament to how good Cena is. Yes, absolutely. It was really, it was really nice to see that. There's something... Um, 
there's something in like you know that eight-year-old it, <laughs> they have been alive for less than half of John Cena's career <laughs> and like it, and they they still appreciate him so much oh, it's just I must have been amazing as well to be in that kind of situation to get that t-shirt yeah. and stuff like that yeah there was oh. a, a moment in the office today when uh, Terry mm. uh, editor Terry um, said that her one of the names she would might have had was from a movie Mm. And I won't go into all the details of it. And then mm. uh, Ollie stood up and he was like, that's impossible. That movie came out in 1997. <laughs> and Terry was like, yeah, I was born in 1997. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, oh dear, oh no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Here's something that editor Terry told me yesterday. So I, me, Terry and Blair from No Rolls Bard went out for a drink. We went out for a drink in central London. We walked past this frozen yogurt place that was, I think... I don't know if it was actually an old Rootmaster bus that they conversed here because it looked too small to me. Mm. And uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, is that a Rootmaster or is that like a, a mock-up of one? And she was like, uh, Terry said, oh, well, um, you know, they, they they were really like that. Uh, have you ever been to the London Transport Museum? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Terry, I, I was alive when the Rootmasters were being used. <laughs> 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 I don't need to go to a museum. <laughs> I've got memories. I've got, I've got distinct memories of me using Roommasters all the time because I grew up in London. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, Absolutely amazing. Oh, and then I had to explain to her what a rotary phone was. And then I was like, wow. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah. I remember going to a friend's house once uh, and he's, his parents still had a rotary phone. And I really was like, a, wow, I want to know. Archaic piece of technology. This yeah. is quite cool, though. It was you know pretty yeah. fancy stuff. They did it because it was a fancy thing to do. Yes, but we were we were a, we had a touch tone phone in our house. Very cool. Oh, we yeah. had, well, we had a rotary phone. Did you used to have a rotary phone? Uh, not any not anymore, unfortunately. But I did love that rotary phone. Oh man, it's great. Put your finger in, move yeah. it around. Yeah, wait for ages. <laughs> Sit last back. The police. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Took so long to get back to the nine. <laughs> yeah, there was not a single design flaw in that. <laughs> uh, and lastly, for now, Kevin said 2002 was a big year for wrestling. The birth of TNA, the debuts of Lesnar, Orton, Batista, Cena, Mysterio, brackets in WWE, Hogan versus Rock, HBK's return. I think the biggest thing that happened was definitely Hogan winning the title. Yes, Luke, I did say that to annoy you because yes. that was. The moment I stopped watching, 2002 <laughs> was legit when I stopped watching wrestling. Mm. Um, like it's not, it was a kind of a culmination of things. Yes. Uh, it's kind of Kevin is sort of alluding to there. Hogan winning, I was like, eh, I'm not into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Austin was barely around. Rock mm -hmm. was gone. I was like, yeah, there's like, all the guys I like just aren't really doing anything anymore. Yes. And uh, all my friends had stopped watching. But I came back in 2005 just as Cena was like on his ascent. So he was like mm. the runner up of that year's Royal Rumble. And then he won the belt at that year's WrestleMania. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, the Cena guy's kind of cool. And then like throughout the rest of that year, I'm like, nope, I think he's actually late. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, let's get into the rest of this episode of Raw, which opened up with... Oh, actually, can I do a little quiz with you? Oh, yes, please, yeah. So, you know, you do Are You Smarter Than the Sullivan Year Old yes, on um, No Rolls Bad Patreon podcast. Yes. Um, I'm going to play a game with you here. I've got okay. the answers already written down. Okay, so, great. WWE used to uh, have all of their 
that each match would have its own gallery on WWE.com. Right. So you would be like the last chance battle royal. That would be its own gallery. Yes. And you would click through that, 20 images that's together. They now just group them all together into one thing. And okay. there's like 72 photos or whatever it is. But every single one of them is like, check out the blank photos from WWE Raw then date. And it's always like a adjective? No, it's a yeah. an adjective. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, a describing yeah. word. Yeah. That I've got six words that they use because it's always the same six words <laughs> what do you think the words are that okay. they use to describe the photo galleries okay on www.com on i'm gonna go for stupendous is one of them incredible yes check out the stupendous photos from WWE raw that's fantastic yep in fact actually, i'm gonna go for the next word that i just used incredible that is one of them yeah absolutely <laughs> got two for two check out the incredible photos <laughs> Oh, imagine, imagine writing these down <laughs> for your own photos. Well, I mean, <laughs> check out my stunt stupendous photos yeah. of Costa del Sol. Um, amazing. Amazing is one of them, yeah. Um, stunning. Oh, is one of them, absolutely, yeah. Four for four thus far. This is actually genuinely amazing. I, I, can't, I can't believe that. I've got two this. more to get. Um... Fantastic, maybe. No, fantastic is no, not one of them. No, no, no. You're in, you're in tricky attempts. Yeah. We are deep into the waters of synonyms.com. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, the ones that are in like a slightly different shading because they're like, nah, you're probably not going to use these ones, but they're they're there if you want them. But you're probably going to use these ones up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, remarkable. No, I wish it was though. <laughs> um, I'll give you one more guess, and I'll okay, give you the answer. Yeah, that's entirely fair. Uh, um, outstanding. Oh, no, unfortunately not. The other two were spectacular. Oh, very good, yes. And awe-inspiring. <laughs> awe-inspiring. Yeah. Uh, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought stupendous was ridiculous. And the only reason why I thought about it was that that's, that's, that's the way the, the Miz described his own balls in the latest segment. <laughs> yeah, awe-inspiring. Check out these awe-inspirings of NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, we opened things up with the Last Chance Battle Royal uh, feature. Like, the only people who got entrances were the Mysterians, Nakamura, and Riddle. I see Nakamura get one of the entrances. Yeah. It's quite cool. But yeah. then there are also guys in the room like AJ Styles and, and The Miz. And I'm like, <laughs> right, they didn't get entrances? Yeah. Bloody hell. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> All of these former champions, not just Money in the Bank participants or winners. Jinder was there. Did he get an entrance? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mad. Oh. But um, it was, a, I thought, a pretty good battle royal. Uh, yep. Got really, really good by the end, actually. Although it was weird. The only weird thing on this was Dolph Ziggler was a heel. Yeah. And I... I Pretty sure he turned babyface a couple of weeks ago. He, he pretty much did. Because we the talked about dogs. it, didn't we? With the dirty dogs came out. Yeah. And they were interrupted MVP <laughs> and Amos. And MVP and Amos were really upset with them for interrupting their promo. But yeah. they were like, hey, no, we're good guys now. Yeah. And but no, Dolph was just a once again a heel here. And the MVP and Amos have completely forgotten about yep. it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Clearly, they're just forgiving people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, down to the end, the final four were Miz, Riddle, AJ, and Ricochet. Mm -hmm. Ricochet, by the way, had an amazing spot where T-Bar threw him off out, and he landed on a ladder. Yeah. And he jumped off that ladder. Did he do a Hurricane Rana then? So he jumped off the ladder onto the apron again, and then he ended up doing a Hurricane Rana. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Amazing scenes. So like, good. so, so good. Yeah. Um, but T-Bar did get eliminated, yeah. as did Ricochet. Um, and then... Uh, AJ and Riddle did some really good stuff together. Mm. Like they sort of like because Miz did a double axe handle and sort of tweaked his knee, so he rolled to the outside. Yeah. Um, 
quite, I mean, it was it's quite obvious that it was a work from the outset. Yep. But I, at one point I was like, oh my God, this bloody industry is just like, stop getting injured, everyone. <laughs> Only done a double axe handle, and you're getting injured off that. Yeah, but uh, he got he used that to eliminate AJ Styles, mm -hmm. and then he rolled into the ring. Him and Riddle did some good stuff. They fought on the apron, and in the end, Riddle eliminated Miz by hitting an RKO on the apron. Yeah, and Miz rolled off. Really, really cool finish. Awesome to see Riddle and Money in the Bank. Yep, kind of tough for him because. I mean, he they set up the stipulation he's not allowed to challenge Roman for the belts again. But yes. I, I think they've just dropped that. I so, think they've entirely dropped that because then they gave him a chance at the money in the bank last week, which he then lost, and now he's had a last chance, and now he's able to yeah. do it, I guess. Well, I, I mentioned this in the editor's review, but I didn't get an email about this. Mm. Where someone being like, oh, what if it's a storyline where he can't challenge Roman? So it's now like a countdown clock mm. where like his contract expires in a year's time and he's just desperately trying to get Roman to lose the belt so he can cash in on someone else. I was like, wow, that is a really cool storyline. Yeah. I think the reality is they don't care. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. If that is what they're doing with it, props to them. That's a really good idea. Really great story. Yeah. But I, I do not think that's what it is. I also don't think he's going to win either. No. Uh, because there is one spot remaining yes uh, and that is because owens versus Ezekiel is being rescheduled they didn't say why they just said it's going to take place at another time mm -hmm. i'm gonna presume friday on smackdown because you can't do a money in the bank qualifier next week on raw no nope. the show is this weekend yes so either they're doing it on smackdown or on smackdown they'll do some different match than people will qualify for that instead yes yeah i do, it, it, and i don't really know why they've kept this spot open unless there is something you know quite fun and exciting there. well i made this joke in my review it's Cody Rhodes. It might well be. Like, Cody, when he got injured, that was his promo after Hell in a Cell. Yep. I was like, hey, you know, I've never won money in the bank. <laughs> and then he did this promo later on where he's like, oh, I'm going to be out for nine months, guys. <laughs> You're not going to see me for yep. nine months. I'm not going to be there, but let me talk about this match. <laughs> let me talk about <laughs> Seth Rollins possibly winning this match. <laughs> <laughs> and how it's eluded my career. <laughs> Up I don't really know. I suppose maybe in the Money in the Bank is a bit like the Royal Rumble, something that you might want to win at some point in your career. In my, in my head, the Royal Rumble is much more of like an achievement, whereas the Money in the Bank is like it's 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 more chaos. And so yeah, yeah. I, don't I, know. I wonder if in because WWE they've done you know they they love numbers. Yeah, it's all about the numbers. Because mm. um, you've got an eighty five percent chance of winning with Money in the Bank. Maybe it's a lower percentage. Yes, with uh, with the Rumble. Yeah, maybe it yeah. is. I've not done the stats. I'll get Tempest on that. He's, uh, he's not busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, the Street Profits were hanging out with John Cena backstage, and he hypes them up to for their match this coming Sunday. Yeah. Then Jey Uso made his entrance. Then we got an ad break. Yeah. Then we got all the video packages with Danielson, uh, Triple H, and Big Show in that. Mm -hmm. Then Riddle cut a promo. Yes. And then Jey Uso took on Montez Ford. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know. Poor Jey Uso. And Jimmy. He's got to yeah. stand there as well. Yeah, he's got even less to well, do. At least he had a chat, someone to chat yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. they were together. Not like Liv. Just <laughs> <laughs> sitting there on her own. Just waiting. Just waiting. <sighs> also, the Street Profits and Riddle, both the conversation the Street Profits had with John Cena was exactly the same with what Riddle said John Cena and him had had, where basically John Cena said, never give up. And I was thinking, how many times is John Cena having to have this same boring conversation where wrestlers are coming up to him going, what advice should you give? Oh, I just say, I don't know, never give up. <laughs> what do you, hey, John, 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 chat to me. 
Hey man, just never give up. See you later. Yeah, see you later. It's on the t-shirt. <laughs> I've got to go. You, you, you should know it. Uh, I've said it a lot. Yeah, yeah. By the tail, wshop.com. <laughs> but just look at that every day. See you later. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. It's exhausting oh. being John Cena having to come up with inspirational quotes all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Later on, he inspired Ezekiel <laughs> with the most vague inspiration <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Oh, but yes, uh, Montez Ford versus uh, Jey Uso. Yeah, I've never oh. seen a hill that's never been climbed. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm gonna I'm making peace. When's your next match? Shut up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Jey Uso versus Montez Ford. Yeah, uh, good. You know, good. The guys are so good. Yeah, oh, they're really good together. Yeah, uh, and Montez Ford won the power of John Cena's hype and advice got him to got him the win. Mm-hmm. Another loss for the Usos. Very weird. Heading into their title match, I, I, I'm guessing they're just retaining the belts, and so they're just sort of like going, "Oh, let's make it sort of even." Yeah. By you lose all the game, <laughs> all the matches on television, and you'll win on the pay per view. That's that's my guess as well, but yeah. it's also quite infuriating. Yeah. Um. The Mysterions uh, started their feud with the Judgment Day, which I guess like last week's main event was the test run for that. Yeah. Um, the Judgment Day, I'm pretty sure that Damien Priest is very pleased with his choice to side with Finn Balor because he hasn't been on TV since. <laughs> it's like, really oh, good. Oh man, I sided with the loser Balor and now I'm just a loser alongside him. <laughs> Uh-huh. Literally haven't done a single thing. I haven't done a thing since they did the big turn on Edge. Yep. Turns out Edge was the most important part of that faction. <laughs> <laughs> and in this, were they trying to sort of lure Dominic to join them? I yes. Guess? I think, yeah, because this once was a group of elite people, and I was like, <laughs> ah, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do. Why not go for Ray? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess because like Ray's old, and it's like, yeah. hey, no, we don't need your like. Uh, I mean, do you know what? If they did something with like Edge and Ray being a team against Judgment Day and stuff, oh, it could be some fun. Like if they managed to lure Dominic across, mm. Edge and Ray, a former tag champions back yeah. in the uh, back in the day. So like maybe there could be something around that. That'd be great. That might be quite a fun little match. Yeah. Um, that'll eventually get on TV because Edge will be back. Mm. Um, and we then got, and I'm not kidding here, people, a video package for John Cena. It then cut to the commentators who talked up John Cena and then showed. A video package for John Cena. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Un- I was like, oh, well, there's the video package. Cool. Yep. What's the next segment? What, another one? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it was, I mean, also, it, what is remarkable looking at those, those sort of career retrospective in that, in that video package is that at any given time, unless you know ex- ex- explicitly which video is from, I don't think there's any good way to be able to tell what period of John Cena's career it is because he is so unchangeable throughout yeah. the last 20 years. Same face. Yep. Basically the same hair. Yep. Same crappy t-shirts. Yep. Same jorts. Mm-hmm. Same terrible punches. Yeah. Like it's all, same finish. Cena wins. Hello. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always the, the same. The only way to tell it is which belt he's holding. Yes. Like which design of the WWE Championship he's currently holding. Yes. Like is it the spinner? <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it the one that Rock brought in? Yep. Is it the World Heavyweight Championship? Like it's the only way to differentiate these matches. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that the point where people really started to turn in favour of John Cena was when he was doing the US title open challenge and stuff like that. And it was actually genuinely interesting for the first time in a very long time. 
And I think it's because we first, it's the first time we'd ever seen some character development yeah. from his character. And it was great. It was such an exciting like time of Raw as well because yeah. it was basically John Cena went out there and just had the best match every week. Yeah. Because he was just working with like some of the best talent that the company had. Yeah. And like we got like some really cool NXT, not NXT call-ups, but just NXT cameos. Yeah. Like, Sami Zayn came up for one. That was the start of the big Kevin Owens feud that he had. Yeah. It was a really awesome use of John Cena. And it's kind mm. of what I wish they would do with the US title a bit more. Or yeah. just like one of these belts be like that. Open just going there are great matches every week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, a lot of John Cena <laughs> for this whole oh, episode. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Patrick was in the ring to introduce The Miz. Because mm. I guess The Miz can't be his own guest on Miz TV. Oh, so ridiculous. I had to bring out Kevin Patrick to be the host of Miz TV this week, I guess. <laughs> and Miz did not look that ass that he didn't win that battle royal. Nope. Nope. Not it, not bothered in the least. It's like it didn't happen. Yeah, really. Came out to his regular entrance. Yeah, I'm the Miz. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool. I mean, you're not in Money in the Bank, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, not asked. <laughs> Don't care. Not even in a heel way. No. Just like a, that literally means nothing to it, me. It, it, was, it was like it genuinely hadn't happened to me. Yeah. Him. Like, absolutely means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm going to be tagging with Logan Paul at SummerSlam. <laughs> I'm already in a big storyline, Kevin. I don't need a stupid briefcase. I'm with a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> and said that he's going to be tagging with Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Mm. Uh, didn't say who against. Yep. And Kevin Patrick pointed out that Miz turned on Logan Paul at WrestleMania. And he was yeah. like, no, no, no. I spoke with Logan after the match and told him it was a learning moment. Mm. And we we're actually all on the same page again right so is the story here mm-hmm. i'm gonna present you two options yeah is the story here that miz thinks he's in the tag team with logan paul mm-hmm. and logan paul's gonna turn on him it's gonna be miz versus logan paul at SummerSlam. yeah option b wwe don't care and they're just gonna have them tagged again <laughs> like it never happened <laughs> i think there might be an option three where actually they do tag together, but then Logan Paul turns on him and they set up a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. That's what I think would happen. Ah, oh, that is a good option C. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But also, option B there. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about the riddle stipulation. Like... Could very easily happen that they do not care or they may have. Well, they haven't. They clearly haven't forgotten. So yes, no, they just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ran down AJ Styles for a little bit. Then AJ came down, and they had a match. Despite the fact they were in the battle royal together, they yeah. then had a match. Yeah. And I was like, should have released all those people, lads, because <laughs> clearly your roster's thin. Yeah, it's really strange. Yeah. I was very shocked at that. But poor old Judgment Day cannot get on the card. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't. We can't. We can't have them on the card. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, oh god. Oh my god. Not Finn Balor. Oh. <laughs> or wrestling. No, I don't think yeah. so. Well when we when we could be later on promoting Logan Paul. No, we want wrestlers. <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah, no, um AJ and Miz had a match. I thought Miz actually had this really cool sequence this where he basically did like a Daniel Bryan sequence. Yep. Like he did a series of kicks and then hit with Psycho Knee, and I was like, alright. <laughs> It's kind of a cool bit of character development. The big mm. feud that kind of like, you know, his last really big feud that he had. He's now added that into his repertoire more mm. than just doing the the it kicks. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool thing to add. Yeah. Um, but they had a good match. So, of course, I had a terrible finish. Uh, Miz left. Weird. Yep. Just left. Just walked away. Confused looking as well. He didn't. He, he, I didn't know whether he was acting like he was so sort of dumbstruck. Or whether he just was like, ah, oh, I'm just going to go, actually. Yeah. I, I think I'll lose twice tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, I don't care. Yeah. Um, we had John Cena chatting backstage with Ezekiel and Austin Theory walked up with mm-hmm. him. Uh, he tried to take a selfie, but Cena walked away. 
Bianca Belair made an entrance. Mm-hmm. Then we got video appearances from Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, JBL, Jericho, Stephanie, and Steve Austin promoting his beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I really like that John Cena kid. He also likes my beer. <laughs> also very good Steve Austin. It's not bad. It's <laughs> it's no Steve here. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then we got a recap of, of uh, Carmella winning last week. And then we got a Bianca Belair promo. Yeah. Standing there for ages. So long. Uh, yeah. Um, so this was not, not nothing of nothing of anything really. I mean, there's not much they can do. I mean, like, it, it, uh, th- this is where I, I, you know, I feel bad for WWE to a certain extent. They couldn't really build this up because they didn't have time to really build this up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an all right promo from Bianca Belair. Built up Carmella quite a lot, actually, in a weird way, and was like, you know, actually, she's, you know, she she actually kind of needs to believe in herself more, which is a really interesting angle for like a. A face to be like, yeah, actually, the reason why this person is so is doing all these heelish things is because they don't believe in themselves enough. Actually, they're really good. Uh, actually, I liked that angle and things like that. But there's nothing you could really do to make me excited for the match. Uh, they're trying their best. Yeah, like, it, and uh, that's the problem, isn't it? Because like we've mentioned this last week. Yeah, Carmella won, but she hasn't been on TV since April. It's like her first match. Yeah, in a long ass time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we made the point. It's like you know, if you're going to do this, build them up. Someone very correctly did call me out on that, being mm. like. It was a last minute thing. How can yeah. they build her up? It's a very, very fair point. Mm. You could have used this week yes. to like try and do something. Um, but they, you know, they did this. It's fine. I, I think it's because they probably know that this isn't a big match anymore. So yeah. we'll do this. It's fine. Belair's going to win. Yep. And then we could just, you know, hopefully Rhea can come back and we can do something around that instead. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we then had Sarah Schreiber interviewing Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss, uh, mm-hmm. who both want to win this uh, weekend mm-hmm. um, at Money in the Bank. Then we had Liv Morgan versus Alexa Bliss with Asuka on commentary. This was a match that was like, it, it didn't really get into a, a second gear. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't given the time. Mm. And I think they both worked hard at what the time they had. Mm. But the big thing here is that Liv got the win. Yeah. Liv got this shock roll-up win on a, on Alexa Bliss. Mm. Asuka sold it massive. But yep. Bliss sold it really, really good. Liv Morgan was like, of course I won. Yeah. And I loved that reaction from Liv Morgan. It's like, yeah, of course I won. Yeah. Like, you all don't think I can do this. Mm. But I can. Mm. And I'm going to win this, this Saturday. Yeah. I thought it was a really, really awesome moment. And actually, because they didn't get into that second gear... It leaves a lot on the table for them to do future matches down the line yeah. where they can get into that second gear when maybe there's a title on the line. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think Asuka did a really good job of like like building up Liv. There's one point where she was asked who she was most concerned about and she she looked very like consternated about this for a long time and then eventually went, Liv! <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon's yelling at her in the headset being like, say live! Say the name! Say it! Hmm. Uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think they did a good job there. And it, it makes me wonder though, do we think this is going to be like, Liv gets the win now and then she won't win on the weekend? Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. I think Liv winning here kind of guarantees that she's not winning Money in the Bank. Yeah. And if, I, if anything, it might guarantee that Alexa Bliss is winning Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Just pin her the week before and give her the briefcase. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I had Alexa Dan as like my pick to win yeah. uh, this year's Money in the Bank anyway once she made a return. So I feel like she's not doing anything at the moment. So no, I feel like so. putting that at least gives her something to do. Yes. But yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty okay. Yeah, absolutely. Got a video package for John Cena. <laughs> but it's okay, it's our last one. Because yes. John Cena then came out and cut his promo, top of the second hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final hour saw Bobby Lashley versus American Alpha. 
um, in a two-on-one handicap match with Austin Theory as the guest enforcer. Yes. Now, I might have missed something because I was making a cup of coffee mm-hmm. while uh, some of this was going on. Yep. Did this actually play into anything? I don't know. No? No, it didn't. I didn't think it did. I don't, it, I don't remember it. Because like, one of my things is like, why... Why have they given Theory this job? Yeah, like he didn't overturn any decisions or anything nope. or be like, oh, no, I've now decided that they don't need to tag in. It's now yep. it's a two-on-one tornado handicap match. Yes, yeah. He just stood there in a tight referee shirt with the <laughs> sleeves cut off. Yep. And then afterwards, beat down Bobby Lashley <laughs> when after Bobbles won and took a selfie. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very odd. I don't understand. I didn't. I didn't understand why he was given that job. Why he couldn't just be ringside? Because essentially, that's all he did. Yeah, that's all he was there. Everything that he would have done ringside, anyway. I mean, it, I also did enjoy that Corey Graves claimed at one point that no human being can beat two superstars. When Lashley did that on the very last pay per view, <laughs> he said any two superstars cannot be beaten by one human being. Good one, Corey. Remarkable. Remarkable. Uh, thank you for everyone just correcting me in the chat. Apparently, I called them um, American Alpha. That was... Oh, but so easily done, though. Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, of course. It was Alpha Academy. If anyone's watching this and they didn't watch Raw, they'd be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> American Alpha are back? Oh my God. Jason Jordan returned to the ring? <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, no, no sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry, we, that'd be lovely. Lovely, love that. But no, this was Chad Gable and Otis. You, you know what it is? It's ever since we watched uh, the <laughs> NXT <laughs> takeover <laughs> at Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for Russell Talk Extra. Yeah, now, now it, it, you've, it, we've both done that, I think, I where we have, called yeah. them American Alpha. Oh, uh, well. Um, <sighs> Um, we had a recap of Cody and Hell in a Cell. And then Cody cut this promo about, gee, Willikers, I, I'm just missing money in the bank. <laughs> yep. But hey, someone's got to win it. Yep. And if it's Seth, I'll be there to congratulate him on it. <laughs> so I, was like, I remember I was, I was like, oh, don't be in money in the bank, Cody. Like, you're so hurt. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. If you're going to do it, like that's, that's the thing. If, it, it, if they save Ezekiel and Kevin Owens for another day, and don't have that anything to do with the money in the bank, which actually I p- would prefer. And they do do like a Cody Rhodes like run in. Oh, he is the secret last entrant. That'd be really quite fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah. I, so I don't know about that. Um, mm. And then we had uh, I, this actually did make me laugh, which is ironic because uh, Seth approached John Cena, laughing. <laughs> Like John Cena's entrance music. Yes. He came up to going, <laughs> like, finally, the laughs paid off for something. <laughs> uh, but he said he's going to win and cash in money in the bank. And then MVP in a mosque came up and said, hey, he's dead tall. Mm. Uh, he's probably going to win. <laughs> you haven't realized he's very tall. Oh, yeah. And then John Cena said, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Never give up. <laughs> off. Um, I think Cena's wrong here. I don't think Amos is winning. No, I don't think so, no. I don't think so at all. Who? Because uh, well, you're not on the predictions. Uh, mm. Who is? Your, who are your picks for Money in the Bank? Oh, that's a really good question, actually. Thank you. Oh, I think I actually think that uh, I think Alexa Bliss is a very, very good chat for the women's. I yeah, I don't think I don't think Becky's going to win it because I think you're right. I think it's going to play into that thing of like she just can't get a break. Um, Unless they do just go safe and give it to Becky. I'm not sure. But I think Alexa Bliss is a very, very good shout for that. Especially after Liv. It was between Alexa and Liv. And now I think because Liv won, she's going to lose. Yep. Um, and then in the men's. Oh, men's, I think, is tougher. Yeah. But it's not going to be Amos. No. It's not going to be Riddle. Nope. I think he'll be Riddle it? anyway. Yeah. Seth, I think, is... I think he's probably the... He'd be my pick. Yeah. I th- yes. Because yeah. it, I don't think it's going to be draw, Shane. 
No, that's very true. Well, Seamus definitely not. Oh, no, no, not um, right. Drew's definitely not. Seamus is very unlikely. It's got to be Seth. Yeah, I really? think. Yeah, I'm just double checking. Is there anyone we're missing? Well, there uh, is the Riddle, Seth, Drew, Amos. Oh, and Sami Zayn is the other one we haven't got. That's Sami not, Zayn. I oh, don't think it's going to be Sami Zayn. I'd love it to be Sami Zayn, mm. though. I would absolutely love it to be Sami Zayn. So my heart would say Sami, uh, but my head would say Seth. Yeah, I wonder if it's not. If it is going to be a mystery, yeah, I would think it's probably going to be the mystery man. Yes, uh, yes. In this, but if it's like just, I don't know, Ricochet, then it's probably just going to be. I think it's most likely Seth winning. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then yeah, you mentioned uh, uh, just then Becky Lynch versus Nikki Ash versus Dewdrop versus Tamina versus Zia Lee versus Shayna Baszler brand split. LOL mm. uh, in a last chance match for the last place in the women's mm. uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, it was elimination rules, yep. and I get why they did that for the, the final face-off, but there were also only 10 minutes left of the show. Yep. So I was like, well, this will be like an old Survivor Series match. <laughs> like, yes. You do a suplex and pin someone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, poor old Zia Lee was out first, mm -hmm. uh, and then Becky tapped out uh, Nikki ASH. Mm -hmm. But then here's what I thought was quite a nice thing to do, actually, was Dewdrop then eliminated Shayna Baszler, yep. and then Dewdrop eliminated Tamina. Yeah. So two eliminations for Becky, two eliminations for Dewdrop. They're the final two. Yeah. And then it's Becky and Becky versus Dewdrop. <laughs> Didn't really. They just. I think they needed more time. Yeah, they did to really sell this and sell like the sort of the big war of attrition that it needs to be because this ended very shortly after yes. Tamina got eliminated. Yeah. And it was Becky doing the manhandle slam from the second rope. Yeah. Which really feels like. That's your final spot after doing 10 minutes of just you two. Yes, exactly. Like, you know, trying to get her into the disarmor and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that... kicking out the man out of something. Oh, I've got, now I've got to do a bigger version yes, of it. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And, and like, Dewdrop hitting her finisher and then Becky kicking out the last second. But I was really glad that Dewdrop got two eliminations. Same here. Every single note for the last, like, few weeks on Raw, I've been like, oh, poor Dewdrop. <laughs> Want something better for it. And actually, there was a part of me that really was hoping it was going to be Dewdrop yeah. going into this. Yeah. Two reasons. A, bloody love Viper. Yeah. She's just one of the nicest people I've ever met and is just such a terrific, terrific wrestler as well. Mm. Just want the best for her. Absolutely. But secondly, I thought it'd be really interesting for the downward spiral of Becky Lynch. Of yeah. Just like, you know, she lost... She had like three opportunities to get into Money in the Bank. She like lost all three of them. I think that'd been yeah. something really cool. I get like, yeah, Becky on, needs to be on the pay-per-view. Yes. She's on the bloody poster. Like, she should be on the pay-per-view. But... There was part of me that's like, oh man, what a cool character thing that would be. Mm. Considering that, we didn't mention this earlier, when John Cena was doing his Key and Peele sketch, mm. um, congratulate people, Becky wasn't joining in on the, everyone stand up and applaud mm. John Cena. She was sat there, despondent, looking like dead into dead space, and just like, just like slowly clapping. That's she great. wasn't bothered by John Cena, which makes sense because she's always, she's never yeah. shown that respect to John Cena anyway. Yes. Because she thinks she's bigger than John Cena. Yeah. So I liked it from that character, but also she's so focused on the fact that she's not champion. Yeah. I was like, what could that mean if she then doesn't win this one either? Mm, absolutely. I mean, like it, it, it's, it's, it's that dichotomy you have of uh, you've got to keep her away from the championship to keep this character, this, this story going, but also you can't have a lose all the time. Yeah, and she's one of your top stars. Yes. So yes. yeah, she, you're right. Like you can't keep pinning her and things like that. So yeah. Exactly. But it, I I quite like the idea. Actually, you mentioned like wonder if Becky wins. Mm. Like what if Becky wins, cashes it in immediately and fails. <sighs> like you know she cashes it on a Bianca Belair, or you do this at some like doing it at some time would be even amazing. Yeah. And. Bianca pins her in 23 seconds mm. and totally mirror what you did at the SummerSlam oh, previous. That'd be amazing. That I think that would make for an awesome 
awesome visual yes. and a really cool moment as well for that like some like summer summer an amazing place to do it as well yeah of like that raucous crowd and bianca Belair getting that revenge what a wonderful little denouement to their story That'd be brilliant yeah oh you should book if, it if, <laughs> if i if i were in charge yep it's what i would do. yes that's exactly that's a that's the best thing to do there will be people who'll be like it's a waste of money in the bank cash in but also i think it's, it'd be very it'd be great you got two of them yeah, do, them. do a better cash in with the other one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I scored this episode like realistically, it was a three out of five show. Yep. But then I kind of bumped it up to four, and the reason I did that was because I realized if I said four, I could make a "you can't see me" joke <laughs> on the edited review. <laughs> Great. So I kind of did that, and I was like, oh well, I guess I've scored a four out of five now. But... <laughs> I'm gonna go for three myself. Yeah. Only because it was a little bit too much Don Cena stuff. It was a little bit, yeah. I think it's because it was just so nice that it made me sort of forget about all of the John Cena stuff, like yes. and like how much it was hammered home. Yes. Um yeah, like realistically this was a three out of five. A, yeah. a very good edition of the yeah. show. Absolutely, yeah. Not yeah. a great go home edition for money in the bank, I don't think. But no, it didn't build up the pay for you much, but I really enjoyed myself. I had a nice time. Uh, well, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. Restalk.com forward slash support. Get your opinion heard. Ten Ruzza is kicking things off here. Said, and his name is John Cena. It's always nice to see an actual star from WWE show up. I started watching wrestling in 03. Just missed out on the Attitude Era. So this was my entry point star, along with Batista, Edge, Eddie, and Randy. Plus its theme is a banger. Mm. Well, it is good. Yes, I would agree with that. I'm going to read you something here. Can you read the next Ultra Chat? Well, Absolutely, yes. Uh, Tenrisa then added, actually, another an extra Ultra Chat afterwards, saying, which theme of uh, Cena do you prefer? Uh, the Doctor, doctor of Th- Thugonomics or Time Is Now? Um, what are your interest levels going into Money in the Bank and SummerSlam? I still want The Rock to, uh, still kind of want The Rock to come back and get the Reigns match at Mania over and, over and done with. Really can't wait for Blood and Guts. Hashtag Swiss. Um, but yeah, what 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 theme do you prefer? Sure, I prefer Doctor of Thugonomics. Oh, well, I didn't. I wasn't around for Doctor of Thugonomics. Mm. Like my the scene I know is time is now scene. Yeah, is boop boo doo doo. Yeah, which I think is a very little fun tune. Yeah. Um. I, so I think I'd probably go with that only because like Doctor Thugonomics is, is a bit cringe. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I, I I would agree with time is now, especially because of the. Yeah, I always think of that Royal Rumble where he returned mm-hmm. miraculously. Yes, and that music was perfect for that moment. Oh yeah, there was something about the uh, the I don't know what is, how is you that, describe yeah, that. Yeah, that that music like that boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. do yeah. like I I yeah I agree with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm gonna go with your time is now. Like mm. I, I think it is a better song. I remember when. I wasn't watching wrestling and there's a friend I was working with at my local Sainsbury's when I was a shelf stacker in my time <laughs> and uh, in my back in my day and uh, he was telling me about like oh I saw some wrestling recently and I was like oh really what was it and he was like he told me that The Undertaker was coming back as the proper Undertaker mm. it's the way that he put it as well so that kind of it's WrestleMania 20 time yeah. and I told the story on the WrestleMania 20 podcast we did me and my friends then bought WrestleMania 20 just mm. to see The Undertaker match yeah uh, and my friend's only comment in there was like Eddie Guerrero's champion, but he's like a mid card guy. Like yeah. he's, a, he's an intercontinental guy. Like that's uh, totally unbelievable. We co- totally missed all the cool Eddie stuff, right? Yes. Um, but I remember him telling me that it's like, oh, there's this guy called John Cena. He's so cool. Because there's this other guy called Brock Lesnar, and his move's called the F5. So he's got a move, he calls it the FU. And I thought you were like, that sounds quite lame. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I think that's cool at all, uh, Tom. Actually, it's like, not cool at all. I, I think you're wrong, Tom. <laughs> think you don't understand what cool is. I'm uh, gonna watch Jackass instead, if you don't mind. <laughs> he also asked us what our interest oh. levels were in uh, going into Money in the Bank at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, I, I mean, we'll get to that when we see the card. Yes. Like, Brock versus Roman, I have no, zero interest in yep. whatsoever. I yep. could not give a monkey's ass no. about that match. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, and that's the only thing that's been announced so far. And yep. like to be honest, like if it's either Miz versus Logan Paul or Miz and Logan Paul, not that asked about that either. <laughs> so currently SummerSlam is quite low. Yes. Um, for but, Money in the Bank, though, I always like a Money in the Bank ladder match. So it's always fun. I, I'm a, I am excited for Money in the Bank. Yes, definitely. So I wanted to read you this oh, yeah. um, because uh, on Wrestle Talk Extra, mm. we, uh, I go through the old Observers and I go through the old Figure Fours and stuff. Mm. And I'm currently we're going to be doing TNA yeah. Slammiversary 2005. Great pay-per-view. Great, great pay-per-view. Mm. Um, Ollie and I are recording it tomorrow, in fact. And I was reading this from Figure Four Weekly from the time. This is from the June 27, 2005 edition. It is a prevalence what we were just talking about there. Mm-hmm. We're told the deal Cena has with WWE for his CD is awful because the Time Is Now song mm. was for his album. Oh. Um, which they, I can't remember what the album was called now, but yeah, he released this album with it. And I remember actually going to a shop and you couldn't buy it. It was like sold out everywhere. Mm. Anyway, here's what he writes. Basically, the going royalty rate in the music industry is 7.1 cents per song per album sold. And since there are 17 songs on the CD, each disc makes $1.20. That sounds insane, by the way, yes. considering that like the royalties you get is $1.20? Yeah. For a whole album? <laughs> Considering how much an album is. Yeah. Half of that revenue, however, goes straight to the publishing company, which is, oh yes, Stephanie Publishing. Stephanie as in McMahon. This is the most creative thing she could have come up with, setting up her own company. So that leaves 60 cents per album, which is split up between the authors of the lyric, and since several people are responsible, that might cut it down to 20 or 30 cents per album sold for him. So if they sold 100,000 CDs, which is a gross of 1.8 million if they were sold at 1895, he'll make anywhere from 20,000 to 60,000. So for all of you aspiring rappers and musicians out there, take some time, set up your own publishing company. <laughs> now obviously like, hey, 20 grand, 60 grand, mm. you sniff that. But if the gross is 1.8 million, you'd be fuming. You'd be fuming. Yeah. You're making not a lot from that. It's amazing that they did. Like, I mean, obviously at that time there was no competition to run to, but it's amazing that he wasn't more frustrated by that situation. I would be yeah. infuriated. Well, that's why they say the music industry is a troublesome one. Yes. Uh, uh, Charles Berg <laughs> said, Mysterio easily had line of the night. I'll show you how bad of a father I am. <laughs> I really enjoyed Becky Lynch's reverse Paul London impression. My first writing experience was watching Cena rap battle Rikishi. Oh my. Oh my. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I was not watching then. Did, uh, did Rikishi do something with his butts? Because that's what Probably. I'd imagine. Probably. Yep. <laughs> uh, I knew from that moment he was the guy. Yes. Uh, I'll tag over to you yes. for the options. Oh, yes, please. Uh, David McCartney uh, said, Hey guys, just wanted to let you know, uh, we'd let you, we just wanted to know what you think about Seth winning money in the bank and cashing it in uh, the heist of the millennium. Seth gets heel heat, belts off Roman finally, and the Rumble winner gets screwed, pushing Cody's win to mean more. Uh, by the way, I can use my NZD here. Oh, that's New Zealand's dollars. Oh, New Zealand dollars here. Oh, well. Ugh, rubbish. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That was oh, the rest of the message. I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, I, I could definitely see that. Yeah, Seth cashing in on Roman. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's. 
I am in a, a position now with Roman Reigns where I don't think I care mm. if Roman loses the belts or still has them. No, yes. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really ambivalent towards the whole thing now. Like, yeah. is Seth winning the belts, like, any better? Mm. And then like, there are some people like, oh, what if he just wins one of the belts? Which I really don't like that. I think that's an no. even worse idea. No. Um, so I don't really know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like Roman needs the belt anymore. He absolutely he, not. No, he's absolutely at that tippy top place. So. And because like, he's not on TV either mm. a lot, like it just the belts mean nothing to me at this point because yes. like I don't see them at all. Yes, like in my world they don't exist. Yes, so like, it's part of the reason why I'm not into the Brock match either. Um, set up for that by the way was hilarious where Roman Reigns was like there's no one else for me to beat here comes the guy I just beat a couple of months ago to <laughs> be like my turn now uh, so yeah I, d I don't know uh, about that one also like I think if it is Roman Rock the belts will be on the line yeah they probably will they probably will like because that's the way WWE do things like yeah. Rock Cena 2 didn't need the belt no but they were like but it's it's the biggest match on the card. Yeah. So we've got to put the belts on it. Which is yeah, it's silly because... Jericho Michaels didn't need the belt for their feud, but they were like, I don't know, it's the biggest feud we got. Take the belt off Punk. Yeah. It's so odd. Like, why why do they have... Because now it's just, it's just making more predictable, ultimately. And, like, I, I, I'm pretty certain that, that Roman will probably win. But if the belts are with it, they, then it's almost... There's no way. There's yeah. no way that The Rock wins that. Um, uh, Benny Boy 004 says, "I've got a fun idea for Riddle in Money in the Bank. Have him win, but not allowed, uh, not be allowed to cash in on Roman as he's not allowed to challenge him for the title, just like you said earlier." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got an email about that as well. Actually, <laughs> with that idea, and I, I kind of like it. I just don't think that's. I honestly, I just think they're they're ignoring that stipulation. Yeah, almost certainly. It's never been brought up since, so it has to be ignored. Yes. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Armageddon94 said, Hasn't Money in the Bank always superseded the no challenge stipulation? After losing to Lashley the last time Drew uh, tried to use Money in the Bank to get another title uh, shot at the title. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, if the if the stipulation was you can never challenge for the belt again, yeah. and Money in the Bank is challenging for the belt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, again... I don't think WWE care. No. Really, the only person that's bothered about this is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's only the viewers who care. And why would <laughs> WWE care about that? <laughs> uh, Eternal Blue says, judging by your review, as I refuse to watch WWE, this company truly has no stars on their roster under the age of 40. And it's embarrassing. A badly produced show from a company booked by an uh, uh, adulterous geriatric who is stroking his own ego on TV. Oh, I can't disagree with any of those Great. words. That is a hell of a last sentence right there, isn't it? <laughs> damning indictment of WWE. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you want me to hot tag back? To I'll, I'll hot tag back. Martial yeah. Arts said, uh, well, I had a hell of a run, but today I finally tested positive for COVID. And let oh. me say, it is no fun fun. Mm. But you can pre-order the German version of Worldwide Wrestling now, and yours truly works on it. Also, happy to see Tempest in the UK. Apples. Two very good things there. A german version of worldwide wrestling that's the uh game that we use for cbw mm. uh over on parts fun no but also b congratulations Mars, for working on it that's truly rad um yeah fun game as well oh yeah very very fun in game. the german version presumably jürgen's a face <laughs> <laughs> gotta assume yeah <laughs> maybe in the topsy-turvy world sob ross is also <laughs> Actually, what am I talking about? Of course, Sobros is a baby face. Yeah, of course he is. Yeah. Yeah, especially in Germany with all their love of Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Riot Diaz said, hey yo, was on planes from one end of the US to the other most of yesterday, so I greatly appreciate you guys and your awesome coverage. Glad to know I didn't miss too much. Love you people. Jam that jam. Hello, Sullivan. Um, I mean, you missed uh, Forbidden Door by the sounds of things. Uh, Chris here said, sorry. But as a full Star Wars fan who's watched a lot, from King of the Ring, uh, King of the Night, King of the Old Republics, of the sequels, I can say the prequels are good films. The best of the entire saga. Clone Wars is a great TV show. So is Kenobi. Um, all right. Okay. Look, I think Revenge of the Sith is fine. <laughs> it, it is a broadly fine movie. Yeah. In that, it set out to do something, and it did more or less do that. Yes. But the dialogue, like all the other prequels is cack oh yeah all oh, real bad <laughs> real real bad it's unbelievably bad i the before i let out when <laughs> he said her vital organs seem to be fine she appears to be dying of a broken heart <laughs> shut up george shut up george you're, no george no no <laughs> none of this mate what are you on about <laughs> you have space lasers you have <laughs> the ability to go from planet to planet and yet you still think that people die of broken hearts oh oh george i'm sure in reality maybe it does happen but oh it sounded well corny though didn't it mate? yes that and ewan mcgregor's performance of and he killed younglings <laughs> <laughs> oh ewan oh ewan you're checked out of this aren't you <laughs> I mean, you've been checked out since episode one, but yeah. you're well checked out by now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Apparently, the, the Clone Wars is a fantastic TV show. I've heard show. it's great. The, the bits I've watched of it really enjoyed. Yeah, no, I I'm, totally agree with that. Oh, and it's not like all prequel-related stuff is bad. No, it's no. just those three movies, <laughs> particularly Attack of the Clones, yes. is egregiously terrible. Really bad. So, I mean, I thought the Phantom Menace was astoundingly boring yes. because it is like, I mean. A lot of politics chat, which and is well, well, yeah, that's what I want to see from Star Wars trade chat. Like that's it's what we came here for, isn't it? The <laughs> old Star Wars. Well, if I do this deal here, <laughs> oh, great, it's diplomacy. <laughs> awesome risk. Like that's what we wanted from this. But like, I thought I was born, and then I watched the Tag the Clones, and like christmas day like oh. do something <laughs> honestly I mean, do something any time where <laughs> where where somebody who becomes darth vader is just talking <laughs> about how much he doesn't like sand that's a bad scene so, it's so boring it's and incredible so... i have tried to do star wars rewatches every year i'll attempt to do one and like what i want to do is just rewatch four five and six yeah. but my brain says like no no start at one yeah. yeah, just watch. I've watched The Phantom Menace so many bloody times because I'm like, I'll start with one, won't I? I get halfway through Attack of the Clones, I'm like, I can't do it. Damn no. I, I'm, I can't do this. No. And really, like, I could just go straight to four. And I, my brain won't let me do it. <laughs> I get what you mean, though. I totally get what you mean. Yeah. I haven't sat down to it because I know I have to go through <laughs> one, two, and three. But. But I know that I'll have to do that. I have to do it at some point. Oh. Yeah. No, no, not not good movies. Uh, um, I mean, from a personal perspective. If you like them, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. I've ever told you the first time I saw uh, uh, Phantom Menace. Mm. So I, Phantom Menace, it's 1999. I'm 14 yep. years old. Mm. Um, me and my brother go to see a, a midnight screening of the Phantom Menace. Mm. so excited. Ma massive Star Wars nerds that we were toys the, the the gold vhs box set that made the fart noise when you pulled it out because yeah. it was so tight uh, <laughs> with the special edition uh, movies in there we had the, like all the vhs and stuff like that so we were big into our star wars so so excited my brother had gone to toys r us two days early and bought all of the action figures amazing bear in mind my brother is six years
years older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he was 20 years old. <laughs> because in his head, he was like, oh, they'll probably be worth money. Even though I told him, I don't think they will. <laughs> I was right, because mass manufactured. Anyway, so we went to the midnight screen and we came out and we were like oddly quiet. Yeah. And I, rational, I rationalized with myself. I, I was too excited. I was too excited to see the movie. That's why I didn't like it. Yeah. I'd, my expectations were too high. That's why I didn't like the movie. So I went to go see it again. <laughs> now my expectations are low. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. It wasn't even that. I was just like, oh, I was just too excited. Yeah. Like, I was just too excited to see the movie. I, I was too excited to enjoy it. So I'll, I'll go and see it again. I saw that movie six times at the cinema, each time trying to convince myself or work out why I didn't like this. Because I couldn't fathom Star Wars being bad. Yeah. So I, I just couldn't work it out. Six times, Luke. Well, in fairness, one of those times is because someone, bearing in mind this is like, you know, pre, it was like early internet days as yeah. well. Like uh, someone told me on the schoolyard that like, oh, the ETs are in one scene. And like um, uh, the Wookiees are in another, like in that mm. uh, the trade scenes and stuff. It's yes. like, oh, you can see them as like a little Easter egg thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? So I went to the cinema that weekend <laughs> just to watch that scene. <laughs> Just so I could watch that cameo because I'd missed yep. it the first four times I'd seen it. Uh, one of the times, me and my cousin snuck in. We we watched Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. That was in the Virgin Cinema in Wigan. Jogorodzina <laughs> was very lapsed. And we walked across the hallway from Austin Powers, Spy Who Shagged Me into, Van into Phantom Menace. Then walked back out and watched Austin Powers again. <laughs> oh. Which is a better movie. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I think like it's only until recent years I've realized that I was like, no, it's just a bad movie. And yep. just, uh, I, I, was, I just couldn't fathom it being bad. So yes. I just convinced myself it was good. Yep. Did the same thing with the Street Fighter movie in the 90s as well. Yeah. I was like, no, it's, of course it's good. It's a Street Fighter movie. Yeah. How can it be bad? There's no such thing as a bad Street Fighter movie. There's no part. There's, there can't be. <laughs> George Lucas can't make a bad Star Wars movie, no. surely. He's made three really good ones. Yeah, and you'd be like, oh, I know. Oh, the pod race was good, though, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> uh, Jewel of the Fates, though, you know. Like, <laughs> and you think about it. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> so, like, Makes up for everything else. Makes up for all the Gungan stuff. <laughs> oh, that... Oh, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Stevie Howland said, As someone who didn't see a Star Wars movie until my late 20s, I can tell you or, uh, can tell you all love for the mainline films is driven by nostalgia. Yep. Hang on now, Stevie. Yep. The universe as a whole is fantastic, but the main timeline films are not good without nostalgia for one's childhood. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Four, five, and six are good. Yes. Yes, Partic particularly four and five, uh, five and six. Where are these hot takes coming from, uh, Luke? See, Stevie, <laughs> look. And maybe, right, maybe nostalgia is driving me here, but come on now. Come on. It's an insane thing to say. Here's the thing, okay? I, c I'm, I might be proof that, 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 that this is not the case, okay? Mm -hmm. I actually didn't grow up watching the original <gasps> Star Wars films. Oh, right. I didn't watch them until I was an adult. <gasps> I watched the prequels because they were coming out and I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch them. And that, But I just never had them because we, we just weren't a big, like, Star Wars fan. We nobody in the family watched it, well, it really. And I think, like, you know, my parents had watched it when they came out and they never watched it ever again. They were like, oh, yeah, I like those films. And uh, and then I watched them as an adult. No, they're just good films. <laughs> yeah, just good films, mate. <laughs> they're just good films. Oh, mate. They're just good films. They're not, it's not nostalgia driven at all. Good performances from everyone. Yeah. Ish. Um, yeah, pretty much. Mostly okay dialogue. Yeah. Fun little story. Absolutely. Action nice sequences are pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, solid films. Yeah. Four, five, and six. Yeah. Absolutely. The prequels, though. <laughs> on the other hand, are absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> really, quite bad. <laughs> 
me and my friend, me and my, uh, my brother went to those the, the re-releases the special edition re-releases in 97 because mm. we just wanted to see the new scenes oh yeah oh my god like they put the Jabba the Hutt scene back in <laughs> and like they, they I remember like on the special I this is becoming a Star Wars podcast now like, <laughs> anyone doesn't give out Star Wars I'm very sorry but like in the special edition they have they reinsert the Jabba scene into episode four but mm. when they filmed it it was just a, a guy mm. wearing like a, a fur coat thing mm. it was only until part six they made him into the giant slug mm. so they put like a cg version of the slug jabber walking through and chatting with uh han and but then they have this point when uh han Solo does like a 360 walk around him and they're like but there's a tail there and like, so we digitally have him like move up and he steps on the tail and steps down. And at the time you're like, my God, what else can they do? Unbelievable. Like, unbelievably magic. And you watch and you're like, it's smooth as butter. You go back and watch and I was like, oh, that's really terrible. Like, that looks so ass. I could do that on Premiere Pro and I'm very bad at Premiere Pro. Like with today's tech. Yeah. Oh man. But at the time, mind-blowing how good it was oh absolutely yeah um anyway enough star wars chat. uh <laughs> last one here from chris he just says that he'd like to see cena do alexa in a rap battle because apparently she did a performance at the weekend uh which was great so oh. there you go uh what uh donut did you have I had the Freddo. <gasps> How was it? It was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious. Uh, it was, you know, it it's it's obviously very, very sweet, but I I don't regret a single bite. <laughs> <laughs> I would have it all again. So if you haven't seen our, our Instagram post about mm. this, I, I was given the company credit card today. Yeah, because I had to go and do some important business things mm. and buy Tempest a key so we can get into the office oh he's always moaning about that I know well you know important business things like that yeah, yeah. Uh, they didn't actually accept the company credit card so I had to pay with my own card <laughs> we're not but you know I'm going to charge it back to the company it's yeah, fine yeah. Uh, and then I went and bought some PlayStation pads yeah. because I've just had my two PS4 pads here for the last year so I thought <laughs> well, I'll just take my own ones home now and I'm just going to buy two for the office yeah it's £100 that's insane for two controllers for a PlayStation 4 £100 not even for a PlayStation 5 it doesn't make any sense no, £100 out of them but anyway as I was leaving I walked past a donut truck mm. and I was like these are very cool donuts yes. how much are these dee 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 he was like well, okay well you know what Tempest has moved to the UK we'll yeah. do a nice thing I'll treat I'll, I'll buy a Eight donuts. There's eight of us here, and we'll buy, all have a donut each. Yeah. They're all like big, extravagant donuts. You said mm. yours had a Freddo on it. Yeah. Mine had some candy kittens on it and stuff. And it was yeah. like this, uh, one based around Emma Raducanu. Oh, Emma Ra- Raducanu. Yeah, Raducanu, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you got it in one. Because it was Emma Rado. Carno. Very good. Yeah, which I was, I kept struggling to say because I wasn't sure if I was saying Raducanu right <laughs> the first time round, so that I couldn't even get the pun right. <laughs> so I just went the tennis lady one. <laughs> I know that's who she is. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and yours brilliant. was uh, Freddo Mercury. Fantastic. Very good. Very good. Uh, however, you know, we were very glowing about this. Very delicious donuts. Mm. Quite dense Ooh, donuts. Yeah. You know, massive things. Uh, the guy helped me. Not that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> First off, didn't say hello. That's not, that's the bad start. Had his headphones in and I could hear what sounded like a phone call. So I was like, I don't want to interrupt you yeah, in, your, in your phone call. Yeah. Uh, and then he was going, oh, what do you want? <laughs> I was like, and then I listed off eight 
donuts. You know, they've all got pun names. Emma Rado Carnu. Yeah. Fredo Mercury. Yeah. Uh, one of them was Sticky Gervais. Um, I don't That's... know what was on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, one of them was a the Jam Donut one mm. was like a based on Gordon Ramsay. Can't remember what it was called now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm listing them off, and uh, I listed Jam-Z off. Would have been. Gordon That's exactly Ramsay. what it was called. <laughs> Good job you're here. <laughs> so I list them off, and then he was like, "Oh, I missed some." <laughs> This guy sounds like the worst. <laughs> and then I thought to myself, I nearly said, which ones did you miss? <laughs> Can't ask that. Well, yeah. He doesn't know. <laughs> so rather than me ask, because I went into pine panic, rather than me just ask, which ones did you get? Mm. I was like, well, did you get Sticky Gervais? <laughs> like, no, no, I got that one. Emma Radicat? Yep, got that one. Fredo Merck? Yep, got that one. <laughs> Gordon, he... Gordon Jamsey, yeah, and I got that one. I was like, which ones did you miss? <laughs> it is up to him at that point to go, I'm just going to run through these because I might have missed some. These are the ones I have. Are there any that I've missed? That is what he should have said. Yeah. That's terrible customer service. Like, oh, I miss some of those. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> You've got to work it out. I'll, I'll <laughs> got this crystal maze type game. <laughs> the bloody Krypton factor. Some some donuts, mate. <laughs> Well, you got the donuts and they were lovely. They the customer were. service is hard. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. nice. Um, but anyway, that's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. SP3 and Sat Iniangi are back tomorrow with the NXT review, as well as Adam and Tempest will be giving Money in the Bank predictions. I'll probably be on the show with them as well because, mm. well, let's be honest, the show will fall apart oh, if, yeah. if, if just the pair of those are running it. Yeah, it would be a nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Yeah. So I'm going to come and sit in and babysit. Good, good, yeah. good. Uh, uh, and then on Thursday, Ollie Davis and I will be reviewing AEW, the fallout from Forbidden Door, mm. the actual Forbidden Door. Uh, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.